there's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux! How you doing today? It's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. We're talking hockey here on UMFM 101.5 FM in Winnipeg. It's Monday, uh, February the 13th. Uh, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Today is Talking Hockey Day. Um, this is co-host Tom. I'm with, as always, co-host Randy. Uh, Randy, how are you doing today? Doing quite good on this beautiful Saturday, February 11th. Uh, we are obviously recording in advance of the 13th, but uh, pretty warm day out there. Kind of getting messy, eh? Uh, a little well, slushy. A little bit sloppy, yeah. You just ruined the illusion of live radio for the listeners out there. Uh, well, I, I think I think there's no illusion when it comes to talking hockey. Everyone knows no. what we're all about. That's right. That's right. Um, so, listeners, we're going to call this episode Season 5, Episode 17. Uh, we're calling it The Brindamore, as in Rod Brindamore. And you know what? It's a bit fitting that this is kind of our Valentine's Day episode because Brindamore is French for a bit of love. Uh, oh, there I put you go. That, I put that in Google Translate, and uh, with no spaces, Brindamore translates to Brindamore. Uh, but you put a space in there... Uh, and it's it's bit of love. That's what Google tells me. So I thought, you know, also, you know, he's like a very you think of the number 17. There's a few guys that pop up in past year seasons. We've done Mike Ridley, um, uh, Manitoba local legend, Mike Ridley. Uh, and I forget who we did the other time. But this time I thought, you know what, Rod Brindamore, like, is there a more uh, memorable number 17 to folks of our age range who grew up watching hockey in the in the 90s and uh thousands or whatever so um yeah let's talk a little bit of rod brindamore to kick the show off here um randy he played 1484 games in the nhl regular season he scored 1184 points so uh, 300 points shy of being a point-a-game guy. But that's a 20-year NHL career. Scored 452 goals, which is not too shabby. Um, and that was as... over uh, St. Louis, Philly, and Carolina. Was there another stop in there? No, I believe it was just the three uh, places. Yeah, he broke into the league with the St. Louis Blues as a rookie uh, in 19... 88. So he played in the playoffs before he played a regular season game. Um, and then in 89-90 was, I guess, like his technical rookie season. Um, and he, you know, was on the on the all-rookie team. If you remember your upper deck hockey cards, uh, he was on that all-rookie team with his Easton Aluminum. 
Although I don't think he got the Easton aluminum until a little later. He was rocking a Sherwood in those in those days. I was checking out my uh, hockey cards earlier, folks. So, um, but uh, you know what? He only was in St. Louis for two seasons, plus that little playoff blip, and he didn't wear number nineteen. Or sorry, he didn't wear number seventeen in St. Louis. He was wearing nineteen. It wasn't until he got traded to Philadelphia that he uh, adopted the number seventeen, and he was in Philly for. Oh, what? Nine nine years, 633 games. He scored 601 points for the, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers and uh, had himself a pretty, I don't know, storied career there, I guess. Um, I don't believe they made the... F- that They were in the finals against Edmonton before Brindamore got there. That was like late. That was 87, 87, right? yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, you know... Uh, but he would have been there, I guess. Uh, Eric Lindros kind of came along in those yeah. kind of days, the Legion of, Legion Doom, of Doom days. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. John Leclaire. Uh, who who's the other guy on the Legion of Doom? I don't know. Lindros uh, Leclaire. And it was like a, a European guy. We'll leave that to our listeners. Maybe if you guys know, <laughs> you could uh, let us know for next episode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then he goes on to Carolina, where he became the captain. And, yeah. you know, they win the Stanley Cup against the Oilers, uh, right? That was the year that yeah, Carolina two, 2006, beat. 2006, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And then now... now uh, Rod Brindamore is now the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, which is kind of a fitting, like when your captain becomes your coach, like that's, yeah. that's a neat little storyline. Yeah. And he's also like one of the fittest men. Yeah. You know, for sure. That's coaching in the NHL. Like um, he's, he's one of those guys, like uh, as I was doing my research before the show, <laughs> one of the photos on Google image search is like just him playing beach volleyball or something with no shirt on and it's he was, just like he was a stand-in for uh, tom cruise in uh, top gun maybe <laughs> yeah or pretty much yeah, yeah exactly uh, so apparently he can beat most of the players in like fitness testing every year so <laughs> uh, yeah, not I surprising he, when you see he that. still puts in the work i guess yeah there's yeah. a couple there, there's a couple um i don't know if you want to call them urban legends or something but uh-huh. apparently there was some, some something that went down uh, in Philly between Brindamore and Lindros and somebody fought somebody or something happened. I just kind of, I don't know. I guess there's been some Rod Brindamore stuff uh, kind of out there lately. And then the other mm. thing I just saw was um, he was on our competing podcast, uh, Spitting Chicklets. Oh, yeah. uh, they, they just have a few more listeners than us. Just a couple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so we've got the to... Winnipeg market cornered, folks. Oh, so. yeah. Like, Spitting Chicklets has got nothing on us here in Winnipeg. Uh, <laughs> uh, apparently, he was, like, on uh, Brett Hall's line uh, in one of the seasons, I guess. And Brett Hall would come back to the bench and be like, get this guy off my line or something like that. Like, <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, Hall went back to playing, uh, you know, right wing with Adam Oates. And then, yeah. you know, we all know how that turned out. But I guess... Uh, <laughs> Brett Hall was a little rough on Brindamore on the bench, but then he, Brindamore also added uh, that I guess after the game, Brett Hall was very nice with uh, picking up the tab and and that sort of thing. So yeah, <laughs> uh, he see, he also seems like a very charismatic coach. Like whenever you see him in the post game, yeah, uh, you know pressers and stuff like that, he's he's a good speaker, and obviously 
he's got the Carolina Hurricanes playing some excellent hockey, not just he, this season, but the past couple seasons too. He, he sure does, and that's a team that is often overlooked by many people, myself included. When you think about you know good teams that are out there, uh, Carolina, they're just it's a small market team, you know, like they don't make a lot of noise, but they're they're just quietly very solid. Um, one last little note here on uh, Roddy Brindamore. He's a two-time Selkie Award winner, so um, <clears throat> you know he he played 200 feet of the ice, as it were. Um, oh, I did want to bring up though, actually. So his draft year, he was drafted ninth overall by St. Louis in the year 1988. That first round, like the top 10 of that first round, is ridiculous. It's it's amazing. Let me just quickly run down the top 10 from the 1988 draft. First overall, Mike Medano. Second overall, Trevor Linden. Third overall, Curtis Lashishan. And then there were three picks that you're like, uh, who? So Darren Shannon, Daniel Dore, and Scott Pearson. Then you got Martin Jelena, Jeremy Roenick, Rod Brindamore, and T. Mussolini at number 10. Whoa. So Darren, Darren Shannon actually had a pretty decent career here in Winnipeg for a few okay. years in the early 90s. But, uh, yeah, yeah like I think if uh, top 10, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven of the top 10, they all played like thousand plus games. Like several of them were like, you know, 1400, you know, plus. Um, so yeah, it's a stack top 10. Yeah. I think I bet you, you know, Scott Pearson, Darren Shannon, if you, if you go back through your hockey cards from the uh, early nineties, I bet you'd find cards of those guys. Uh, Daniel Dore, I doubt it. He only played 17 games in the NHL uh, with Quebec and uh, over parts of two seasons. So, And then they showed him the door. <laughs> they <Hey> should, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. Uh, Randy, what if we just segue from Rod Brindamore uh, as a player to a coach of the Hurricanes? Talk a little bit about playoff race uh, stuff going on in the NHL right now. Post All Star Game, things really start to heat up, and his Carolina Hurricanes are sitting pretty. They're second overall in the whole league, second in the East behind the Bruins, um, and uh, you know they're obviously going to make the playoffs. Um, but in the East, uh, there's you know it's it's a little more. Um, solidified in a way than the West. However, the bottom of the playoff race, those that sort of seven, eight, nine, even to 10, uh, those ranked teams, they're, they're all there. You got Pittsburgh, Washington, Islanders, Panthers, and even Buffalo kind of hanging on in there a little bit. Well, they're uh, only four points out of the second wild card. So yeah, yeah. there's still a shot. Oh, yeah, technically even Detroit there, they've, Detroit and Philly are both six points out. So, right. But when there's that many teams to jump, that's it's a tough. It gets it gets pretty tough for sure. I yeah, think I, I think when you think about, you know, maybe Florida Islanders, Washington. I think between those guys, and I mean, but Pittsburgh, you know, they're currently in seventh, but only a point separates them from eighth. And but they do have a couple games in hand, so that's where it gets tricky. Kind of looking at all this stuff, you think about oh, games in hand, which mean nothing if you don't win. But you know, 
the the points are on the table kind of thing. So, um, well, how about this? Are you surprised to see the Florida Panthers on the outside right now? And likely they've got a pretty tough uh, run to try and like they're not getting into the top three in the Atlantic. That's for sure. Like they're not going to catch Tampa Bay, so they need to get one of those wild card spots. Yeah, like you know because of our buddy Paul Maurice coaching there. Um, you know, are you surprised to see Florida's performance this year? Well, they, you know, only if I based it off of what they did last year and the last two years, really, where they were one of the best teams in the league. But then when you think about what they've done this year, I'm not that surprised. Their goaltending has not been good. Like Spencer Knight, a lot of people thought Spencer Knight is going to grab the net. You know, he's the goalie of the future for the Panthers. He hasn't really done that. Uh, and Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky, you're off the case. He's been, he's been okay. You know, um, I don't think that he's really been anything to kind of write home about. Like Bobrovsky's got a 309 goals against and a 902 save percent. Spencer Knight, 306 goals against 906 save percent. So those are below leave league average, I think. You know, I don't know what the league average is, but I'm going to go ahead and say that's below leave league average. <laughs> um, and uh, and then their best player, Barkov, has been injured a lot. Well, and now Matthew Kachuk is their best player, I guess. Cause yeah, I suppose I suppose Kachuk. And I mean, he's he's lived up to the hype uh, as far as you know what he's doing. He's got 71 points in 51 games so far. <laughs> And, um, yeah, but they've had some fall off in some of those other guys like Sam Bennett had a big year last year and he's kind of, he's been okay, you know, nothing great. Um, you know, that they apparently Anton Lundell had a very good rookie year last year. I don't know if it's a usage thing or what, but he's kind of not, well, or sophomore slump, whatever you want to call it. But apparently, uh, Maurice hasn't buried on the fourth line. So, you know, well, sounds about right. He's a young right. guy, I guess. Yeah. yeah, sounds about right. Um, it's, it, it's just pretty wild to think that, well, you know, with the Islanders adding Bo Horvat, um, you know, you'd think that we're going to see a push from the Islanders here. Like, they've, yeah. I think they've lost two in a row. Uh, well, they or, lost in overtime before. here on Saturday to Montreal, actually. Overtime lost, yeah. And then they lost to Vancouver uh, the other day there. Um but, you know, Islanders, Florida, and even Buffalo, like if those three teams miss the playoffs, that's kind of surprising for, well, you know, a big a big part of the difference is New Jersey has like yep. shoehorned themselves into like the top of the Metro or like near the top of the Metro, which now it's like Pittsburgh and Washington are kind of like on the, on the edge, you know, yeah. uh, of potentially making it or not making it. And then, um, like Florida not making the playoffs this year, that's 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 a huge uh, you know bust for them. And it Buffalo, would be, like, yeah. I would like to see Buffalo make it, but yeah, I find it hard to believe that they'll sneak in there. But I'm I'm with you. Like it would be kind of cool to see them make it, but but when they have to leapfrog three four teams, it's going to be tough. And they got spanked today by. Saturday by Calgary seven two. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which so, so that couple couple minutes left in this in this uh, segment here. Yeah, uh, I I want to ask you, kind of jumping back to Carolina and Rod Brindamore, 
you have to think. Well, and like, the, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pacioretty hasn't played this year. Oh I yeah, think. he got like two games in or whatever. I don't know, like the cap circumstances for them or whatever, but I do. They, I believe they have a lot of space, and with this good of a team, you're looking to add because like you want to make your Stanley Cup run this year. Yeah. But like you've got Carolina, New Jersey, and Boston. Um, you know, those are three powerhouse teams playing right now, and you got to think that all of them are are looking to add some major pieces. Um, and the Rangers just added a major piece with, yeah, uh, with the addition of uh, Tarasenko. Uh, Tarasenko, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, you know, we don't know a ton about the East because we're not watching these teams regularly. But like a team like Carolina, like like you got to think they're gonna try and make this year a home run, right? And they're gonna make 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 yeah. a big ad or like an ad. And so, what are, who are the big names? We got Patrick Kane, Timo Meyer. Like who yeah. who's out there floating around? Uh, Eric Carlson, I guess. Yeah, Carlson's kind of floating around. There's several guys on St. Louis, like Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, oh yeah, Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Achari. I don't know that he counts as a big name, but um, yeah. Who else? Like, I mean, there's still some guys on Vancouver that could possibly get moved. You got your mm-hmm. Tyler Myers out there. Uh, Luke Shen. They're talking about. Uh, you know, there's there's no shortage of names that are floating around that could kind of bolster the depth of the team. Um, it's know. always a fun game to like try and picture a player in another jersey, especially when they've worn worn the same jersey the whole time. Yeah. And I honestly, I was picturing Patrick Kane going to the Rangers, yeah. and with Tarasenko going there, I would th- think that's not going to happen anymore. So I wonder, like, do you well, think he, Patrick he Kane... actually uh, got asked about that, and he was like, "Oh a, yeah," he was like. You know, he said that he was hoping to go there, <laughs> but that he also <laughs> hasn't, you know, made up Officially. his mind to waive his no cla- no trade clause. So, yeah, sorry, sorry, Patty Kane, but uh, you missed. Like, imagine, the imagine if like Boston adds Patrick Kane, yeah, or, yeah, I mean, or like, like, or or Jersey if he, they add Timo Meyer or, or yeah, Jersey's who- been really associated with Timo Meyer. Uh, I mean, the, I've heard rumors about Winnipeg as well which we'll get into the Western Conference a little bit in the second segment here. We're going to play a few songs. Um, we've, uh, we're probably running out of time in this segment, but I, we're, we're going to play a few songs on the show today, as we as we do. Um, that, But the theme on this week is kind of, uh, you know, trade trade deadline, leaving town, uh, packing, packing the bags and moving on, as it were. Um, so... Uh, which one were we going to open again with? We we're going to. Well, if, if we want to do Western Conference yeah, uh, yeah, chatting, so right. we, we can go with that ZZ Top song. Yeah, yeah. So ZZ up, up Top off Trey's Ombres. Uh, I believe my pronunciation is uh, impeccable on that. Um, <laughs> I think that's one of their first albums, if not their first album. Um, they have a song called Jesus Left Chicago or Jesus Just Left Chicago, something like that, right? So. We'll we'll play this one and throw it out to both Patty Kane and Jonathan Taves, uh, who have been you know, you know, godlike in Chicago for their entire careers. They've got three cups there each. You know, uh, they've just been uh, foundational pieces of that team since uh, you know the the early two thousands or late two thousands, whenever it was they came in. I can't even remember to be honest they've been there. feels like they've been there for so long so uh 
Yeah, well, let, let's uh, uh, throw it to ZZ Top here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. That was Jesus Just Left Chicago by ZZ Top, or as we say here in Canada, ZZ Top. Uh, Got to be, you know, alphabetically correct. So <laughs> uh, that's a dad joke for you, folks. They're here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Um, we're talking, uh, we're talking playoff races. We're talking trade deadline uh, on the way. We've had a couple of trades in the NHL already, most notably the. Uh, 
Vladimir Tarasenko to the New York Rangers trade. But of course, the rumors are swirling about Chicago and Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane. They might be, you know, leaving Chicago. So we thought it was only appropriate to play that song. Um, Let's, uh, yeah, let's kind of talk a little bit of Western Conference playoff race slash uh, trade, trade wins you know, uh, see what's going on out there, Randy. Uh, right now, the Western Conference uh, playoff picture, um, you know, you got Dallas sitting at the top of the conference, pulling up the eight spot at the moment is Calgary. Minnesota has actually slipped. Um, Out of they, a wild card spot. Yeah, yeah. They're, um, sorry, they, they, they Colorado, uh, sorry, I'm trying to talk here. <laughs> Colorado passed them. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Um, and, and yeah, Minnesota's kind of slipped a little bit, but uh, with three losses in a row now. Um, but, uh, you know, and Seattle, and uh, they're, they're sitting in a playoff spot at the moment, which is kind of, you know, I don't know how many teams saw that coming. L.A. currently sitting in a playoff spot. Um, I know at the first of the year when when I was like, Thinking about the Western Conference playoff picture, I was thinking there's going to be five Western, five Central teams and three Pacific. It's actually kind of the opposite right now. Yeah, it is right now. Yeah. So, do you think that stays the same? Do you think Nashville, Minnesota, they're kind of looking at the wild card spots from the bottom right now and thinking, can we get there? Like, do you, do you think there's a, a chance that they are able to squeeze in? Well, it's tough. Like you, like Calgary, you have to think they're they're a little, they're not performing as well as I think as they thought they would be this year, especially after making those big trades. Yeah. Um, with Huberto and Uyghur and and bringing in Nazem Kadri, um, but at the same time, like Los Los Angeles Kings, you could see glimpses of like how good they were last year in the first round of the playoffs. And then like, I feel they're a little bit better this year. And then also that's, that's a team actually that I could see making a big splash. Um, yeah. Apparently. Oh, who did I just see? Oh, Ch- uh, Chikrin. Apparently it's down to Boston and LA or something. Really? For, for, yeah. I, I think that's what it, I could be completely wrong, but that's interesting <laughs> though. Yeah. Um, um, but LA, you have to think a big name out there. Yeah. I think LA is going to be a big player at the deadline here. Yeah. And I think they're only going to move up. Um, Seattle, obviously no one, no one picked them to be in the top three in the Pacific. And they were even, uh, they've kind of fallen a little bit lately. They, they've been cold lately. That's for sure. They had a real yeah. hot streak and, and that kind of put them up there and now they've cooled off. So they're going to have to pick it back up if they want to, you know, stay in the hunt um, with LA. Uh, it's interesting because I think they're the only team currently sitting in a playoff spot that has a negative goal differential and uh, their goaltending has been kind of their issue this year. Um, like they f- sort of infamously sent down uh, Cal Peterson to the AHL, um, you know, and he On was supposed or what? Well, they just put him on waivers, put him down to the AHL. I think he's still there because he's sort of famously supposed to be their goalie of the future. Jonathan Quick is, you know, he's he's getting up there in his years. Um, so they brought up Phoenix Copley, 
who's been pretty good for them. However, neither Copley, Quick, or Peterson have a save percent above 900. So, you know, that they I don't know if there's any goalies out on the trade market as it were. I know Thatcher Thatcher Demko in Vancouver his name has been bandied about, but he's also currently injured. And I also don't really know why Vancouver might like why why would they trade him, you know? Like it doesn't fully yeah. make sense to me. I guess if they're but... going for a full on rebuild, then yeah. they would you would trade him. Yeah. But um yeah, maybe maybe LA's got a goalie kind of in mind. Yeah. Um well the other, the goalie that has also been talked about is is Phoenix's goalie, uh Vegmelka or whatever his name is. Uh always easy feel like... for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like Don Cherry when I have to pronounce yeah. that guy's name. Uh he he's like a very good goalie on a very bad team. So his numbers are maybe, you know, not sparkling. Uh he's got a three sixteen goals against and a nine oh eight save percent. Um, but he's he's a workhorse, and you know Phoenix is not a good team, right? So um, he doesn't get a whole lot of help. Uh, but but he's I've heard his name kind of out there in trade talks as well. Okay, let's do something quickly here, and then we'll yeah. move to the central. But could you see Patrick Kane in a Vegas jersey? Yes, easily. That's how about how? Yeah, easily. I think so. I think I, okay. if you think about what Vegas is all about, you know, they like that. They like <laughs> that, that star appeal, that yeah, big yeah. name. And he's not like, sure if that's even possible with their cap, but how about Edmonton? Could you see Patrick Kane going to Edmonton to, you know, I, ride shotgun with Connor, Connor McDavid? May, maybe like, I mean, that would be pretty interesting, but, uh, yeah, I think Vegas is probably a more likely destination there. And you know what? Like Mark Stone is on Yeah, uh, he's injured. He's IR. out. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So <laughs> that does buy them some cap space. So um, and then how about how about like he's uh, maybe Seattle? I don't know. Maybe he likes to Listen to grunge music. Um. Yeah. He bases his no trade clause on the city's historical music, music scene. scene. Yeah, actually, if that's the case, we should be playing a you know a Pearl Jam song next or something. But unfortunately, we're not. Uh, I actually I could see Patrick Kane going to Los Angeles. I think he'd be all yeah. about playing playing on in on the beach there. Yeah, um, uh, L.A., Vegas. Those would be definitely some interesting spots for him to land. And I could see him waving his no trade for that. Um, I guess he's got a hip issue, which is, I mean, he's, he hasn't missed many games at all this year. So I don't know that you can really use it as an excuse for his less than stellar production. Like we're used to seeing Patrick Kane kind of, you know, point a game or or whatever, at least. And I don't think he's there this year. But I would use his terrible team as, uh, <laughs> yeah, as an excuse. You, you know? can only do so much uh, yeah, yeah. on your own and stuff yeah. like that. So in the central, um, I guess first things I want to talk about is, like, I don't know. I I don't think Winnipeg is going to catch Dallas. Like, no. You know, Dallas has two games in hand. They just seem to be playing just slightly better hockey than Winnipeg all year. So if that's the case, if that's the way that they stay, who would you like to see Winnipeg 
Winnipeg play in the first round. Right now, they'd be matched up against Colorado, which would That's be a-, a pretty sweet first round. It, uh, it would be. That'd be a that'd be a great first round as far as you know watching it on TV goes. But um, man, that's a tough first round opponent if you're the Winnipeg Jets. You know. Oh yeah. Well, you just know Nate and Kale McCarr and yeah. Randon and Landeskog. They're all going to come to play. Yeah, and it as far as you know Dallas being on top of the West, the top of the Central. I think that's. I think they can maintain that position. However, I do think Colorado's the team to beat, you know? They're the they're the defending champs. champs. Yeah. They're just you look at that team and you know that they're going to be they're going to be good to go. Uh I also think Colorado could just get in on one of the wild card spots and they they're still a threat. Like Yeah. They they just have to get in. Well, the way um, the top 3 of the Central is right now with Dallas, Winnipeg, Colorado, I think it'll stay those 3 teams. However, the positioning might change. Like maybe, maybe Winnipeg drops to three and Colorado gets two or something like that. But I do think that those three teams will stay in uh, the the top three of the Central. And for Winnipeg, I mean, yeah, it's going to be tough to chase down Dallas. It's not out of the question though. But you know. A first round they, matchup with Colorado is just that's tough. But what a series yeah. that would be. Winnipeg does have the season series like edge against Dallas. So if they end up tied, Winnipeg has the advantage. Okay. Um, but also if if Winnipeg doesn't make it to first overall in the central, um Minnesota, I think, would be a tough first round opponent too. Like, and Minnesota just seems to be. always have the Jets' number, except yeah. for that one year when the Jets went to the East well, uh, Western Conference Final. Yeah, yeah, they beat Minnesota in the first round. Um, and uh, but th- this season, for sure, Minnesota has had the Jets' number, and probably yeah. probably last season, everybody had the Jets' number last season. <laughs> but uh, but this year, um, I know the Jets have lost a couple of games to Minnesota. Well, there was that one blowout. Yeah, not looked great doing that kind of thing. So, you know, it's the playoffs, and any team you get get matched up against, it's going to be, you know, a a grind, a tough series, whatever. But obviously you can kind of look and be like, well, that would be a more favorable matchup and whatever. So, um, you know, the way that Winnipeg shut down Edmonton and McDavid in the playoffs a couple years ago, you know, maybe uh, they could do something similar if they get matched up against Col- Colorado, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, a couple, couple quick things here. And then like, we still got some time, but I want to ask you a couple things. Yeah. So um, uh, we'll get to Winnipeg in a second, but could you see Patrick Kane going to Dallas? Uh, I don't, I don't know that he'd be a great fit there. I mean, like, you know, like they, uh, any team could w- could use them and and then put them in their top six, and that just makes their third line a little deeper, probably. But like, to me, like, I don't know. You got you got Rupee Hints and Robertson, Pavelski, Ben, Sagan. Sagan. You know, they got a pretty good forward group. Uh, but you know, adding a adding a Patrick Kane to that mix. Yeah, like I, I'm not sure what their salary cap situation is like. Um, this is strictly about picturing Patrick Kane yeah, in this. Just jersey. picturing him in that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's no. Yeah, it's there's no there's no uh, salary cap. Uh, yeah, yeah, 
Well, if it's strictly about the jersey, no, because green to go from red of the Blackhawks to the green of the Dallas Stars, I just I have a hard time making that. Yeah, <laughs> making I, that I, jump. I well, Patrick Kane's not coming to Winnipeg. That's one thing we can you know put money on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could see him going to Colorado. I could see anyone going to Colorado because I think For a sure. lot of guys would be interested to go play there because of their core yeah. and you know. I Colorado is likely a piece or two away from being like, again, the hands down yeah. Stanley cup favorite, you know, when like, you gotta think they're going to add something. They have you know? to. Yeah. Like last Joe year, Sackick, they up- Joe Sackick right now is, is totally got, you know, got, got making the calls and sending yeah. emails and what, yeah, what yeah. have you. Yeah. He's, he's on the WhatsApp thread. Um, With all the GMs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, last year they picked up Arturi Lekkanen at the trade deadline, and that was a great move by them because he was a real key piece of their scored some key goals. Yeah, uh, of their run, cup run, and then they were able to um, extend him because I think he was an RFA or whatever. So, um, but yeah, no, like I think the big name is Timo Meyer, and where is he going to go? Because he's a pending RFA, so whatever yeah. team makes a play for him you know that they want him for more than just as a rental right they they want yeah. to re- he he can be qualified at 10 million or some such thing and his his cap hit is 6 million this year but i don't really understand how all that works like if they if you qualify him at 10 million does that mean that's what his new salary is i don't know cuz that yeah. seems we'll have to we'll have to bring in our salary cap uh, yeah. expert on the next episode <laughs> um yeah. so Talking about Timu Meyer, are you are you believing the hype? Do you think Winnipeg is legitimately in in the mix for this guy? I have a hard time believing it, but I do like the idea of it. Um, I just I just think that uh, like it just seems like it just seems too good to be true that 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 it's because there's been reports that you know that it's a. Uh, uh, it's in the works. It's a possible thing. Like, like Kevin Cheveldayoff was in uh, Tampa or wherever he was recently watching the sharks and the lightning. And obviously he was there to watch Timo Meyer. Uh, you know, like, I mean, how much watching of Timo Meyer, y- you know what Timo Meyer is at this point. And like every, you know, he's been in the league for a number of years. Yeah. Um, so the scouting report is out on him you know, you got to think he's there to talk face to face with, uh, whatever GM. Right. So, um, Mike Greer actually is a GM yeah, for, right. Exactly. Know. So, uh, you know, what's an interesting little tidbit though, Timo Meyer and Nikolai Ehlers were teammates for a couple seasons on the Halifax Mooseheads. So, so they um, have a WhatsApp together, clearly. <laughs> for sure they do, right? They're talking... Uh, well, would Nathan McKinnon be in there too, though? <laughs> he might be, but I think McKinnon was a couple seasons later. So Okay. So maybe they, would have, maybe they might have Jonathan Drouin on there. Okay, well, he's 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 not getting Timo Meyer, that's for sure. <laughs> no, so <laughs> Okay, so last thing for this segment. Uh, we got a couple minutes left. What if the Jets don't make any moves? So the whole Timu Meyer letdown, he ends Walters. up somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe he goes to New Jersey or something. Yeah. But if the Jets don't make any moves, how confident are you in this squad up up against maybe a team like Colorado in the first round? 
you know, uh, they've they've proven everybody this year wrong all season long so far. Like you, nobody gave them the time of day. A lot of a lot of the experts were saying, you know, they won't even, you know, they'll be bottom three of the Western Conference or whatever, and they uh, are, you know, top top three of the Western Conference kind of. Um, so I wouldn't count them out, but that's a tall a tough task. And I, I just think if you're Kevin Shuffleday off, you've got to do something, even if that is just like bringing in uh, a depth, you know, just more depth of, of yeah. middle six defense, whatever, because as everybody knows, playoffs are a grind and getting there is a grind. And, you know, um, you can never have maybe too many uh, pieces. So, I I don't think Kevin Shayoff will do nothing. I don't think Kevin Shevel Dayoff will do nothing, but I I don't know about this Grand Slam Timo Meyer business for sure. So Yeah. I, oh. I agree. I, I I think I would be comfortable like if if the these are the players that Rick Bonus has, I think yeah. he implements a system that, you know, moves forward and they, you know, provides them some success. But Exactly. I think yeah. I think you're right. Realistically, I think it's depth moves that maybe like middle six yeah. and then like a three four defenseman or or a four five kind of thing. For yeah, sure, you like need, if they could add if they could add a three depth. four defenseman, that really would help actually go a long way. I think, but we'll see. And you know, I'll believe it when I see it when it comes to Timo Meyer. So, but and also I think what, like within too, like a guy like Neil Pionk, I think. I think there's uh, some guys and, you know, Mason Appleton's coming back now. I think there's a, a few players that still have more to give that yep. you're not actually adding a player through trade, but you're just adding a player by them improving their play kind of yeah. thing. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's an option too. But For yeah, sure. we, we got uh, about a minute left in this segment and then we'll, uh, we'll move on. Cool. Well, let's, um, you know, who's going to be leaving town more than likely Timo Meyer. So let's throw to a song called, leaving town this is by shred kelly they're a nelson bc band they've toured the country a hundred times i'll say uh just throwing a number out there uh, but I've, <laughs> I've seen them a couple times um and uh always a fun band they got a banjo in the band i don't know if this song really features the bando product like heavily can't remember but we'll find out in two seconds when we play it but they're you know they get the banjo going the foot's a stomping all that kind of thing so uh, yeah, this is a tune called Leaving Town here on Talkin' Hockey, the Hockey Talkin' Show by uh, a song by Shred Kelly.
right, that was Shred Kelly with their tune, uh, Leaving Town, uh, dedicated to Timo Meyer and all other possible NHL trade candidates coming up here as we head towards the trade deadline, which I believe, Randy, is March 3rd, uh, if I'm not mistaken, which is a Friday. So, uh, yeah, take that Friday off work, folks, and just uh, watch the uh, watch the trade trade deadline center or whatever it's called there so (laughs) excuse me um any any kind of final thoughts or closing thoughts on uh uh, you know the the playoff race and trade trade wins a blowing as it were well uh, yeah i think we're in store for uh a big a big uh trade deadline well not even a trade deadline but just a trade period because it's clearly started already we got horvat moved already tarasenko uh, I I kind of like when there's early trades because For then sure. it makes teams uh, kind of have to move quickly. So, um, yeah, I think over the next couple of weeks, we got roughly, what, three weeks to go until the deadline. I think we're going to see uh, see some moves happening soon. And ultimately, you know, whatever the Jets end up doing um, is obviously, you know, paying paying attention to. But it just it's it, it's it's just exciting. I like to I like this time of year because, yeah you know, some big moves are happening and some things are moving around. Actually, we didn't even talk about Pittsburgh really about making a move, but you have to think, you think that you got to think the Penguins are going to try and add something because, you know, is this the last last year for, or, you know, like one of the last years for Sid and Malkin and, and, uh, and Tanger, Um, you know, you got to think a finish just outside the playoffs isn't acceptable for the Penguins. So, you know, you got to know that's coming. Um, Maybe Patrick Kane ends up in Pittsburgh. That that's something That'd be that wild. I could see. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for trades. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I I'd would say just so. say that the only the only thing we didn't really touch on, but I think we've touched on it before, is is just like what the Jets might have available to trade to bring in uh, somebody like a Timo Meyer or whatever. Like if if you're bringing in Timo Meyer, your first round draft pick has to be on the table. Um, but then as far as like players and whatnot, you know, you got to look at some prospects, like you got your Chaz Lucius, uh, you got your, uh, your Lambert. Uh, Brad Lambert, your, your, uh, Rutger McGrorty, uh, Billy. Yeah. Billy Hanela. And then you've got players like Samberg, Stanley. Um, and then they've also got other guys, you know, like defensemen in the AHL, like Simon Lundmark, big right-handed defenseman. You got Declan Chisholm, who's a, a wheeler and dealer moving kind of guy, defenseman. So those pieces all got to be in play. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see one, two, three of them go, you know? I th- I think for Timu Meyer, I think the Jets are for sure losing Lambert or Vili Hainola and their first round pick for this draft. Yeah. Plus more. Plus a um, roster player like uh yeah I think money would have to move yeah but yeah I think you know I you know I I want to see Lambert as a Winnipeg Jet over the next few years so I don't know if I make that deal but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's it'd be a tough one I'm glad I'm glad I don't have to make that deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we'll leave that one in Chevy's hands <laughs> yeah. uh, oh and uh, I'm sure Mark Chipman's kind of in the in the yeah. in the office or walking by and the door is wide <laughs> He's open got the cup on the door <laughs> listening yeah. through um. Yeah. Randy, coming up, uh, coming up real soon. The weekend, the long weekend, which is next weekend, this weekend, if you will, listeners. Um, 
Apocalypse, the uh, outdoor hockey tournament, which is hosted at uh, Borkvale Community Club. Uh, annual uh, outdoor tournament of about six teams. It's a draft-style tournament. Um, I believe all roster spots are now taken. Sorry, folks, if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, I should sign up. <laughs> uh, think of, Keep it in your mind for next, next year. But, um, you know, uh, it, it's been going on for how long now? Ten years, probably? I, was, I think 2012 was maybe the first year. Yeah, so I believe, yeah. We're we're getting near that 10-year anniversary if we haven't already. Of course, there was a year or two lost to uh to COVID pandemic styles, but uh um yeah, so it's it's exciting. It's it's uh coming up and uh there's always, you know, raffle prizes and whatever fundraiser kind of thing going on there. And one of the prizes is here, Randy. We uh we we put out a prize for the talking hockey the hockey talking show to for a guest spot on the show so um yeah we we hope that uh we get a an excited person you know <laughs> I, I hope somebody who wins this prize that gets you know that they're they're excited about it and that they uh, and and we'll we'll talk all things apocalypse and whatever else they want to talk and uh, we'll let them even pick the songs for that show, and uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. And like like we said before the show, I think the uh, suggested retail value of that prize was what was it again? <laughs> well, I said I said minus twenty dollars because uh, maybe buy us a pint, uh, but or uh, but uh, no, yeah, no uh, suggested retail value probably upwards of three hundred and fifty dollars when you. It's got to be up there for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, lucrative. It's a lucrative so, uh, opportunity. So, is this prize getting fit in with another prize? Or I would you assume know how so. Works? I don't. I don't okay. see. I, I don't know that they'll make it a standalone prize. Yeah. <laughs> like they'll they'll get the guest spot on talking hockey, but they'll also get like some toques from Princess Auto, and yeah, you know, like maybe some hockey tape. <laughs> yeah, uh, a a you know, a, a gift card for one of the local breweries or something like that. Yeah. Um, a spa day probably. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, there you go. Talking hockey that's... guest spot and a spa day. Like that's, oh, that's, that's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think like weather wise, I think, you know, you're looking at a pretty decent week weekend for outdoor hockey coming up. Yeah. Uh, like... I, re- I remember some, outdoor, some uh, apocalypse tournaments of the past where, you know, we were flirting with like minus 25 and, oh God, and that there sort of have thing. Been, so I don't think that's going to be the case this year, this weekend. There have been some nasty, I mean, it's always a mixed bag of weather at this time of year in Winnipeg. So you're either like, I mean, right now and this week, we're, we're looking at one degree, plus one, minus one, whatever. And then the temperature is going to drop later in the week, which is actually kind of good because... Otherwise, the ice conditions yeah. would be not so great uh, for well, a you full need those, day of tournament. Yeah, you need those low temps overnight. You need like a minus ten overnight, and then yeah, yeah. at least, and then you're kind of good for. So the day, but... the forecast that I'm looking at only goes till Friday the seventeenth, and it's calling for minus ten on Friday the seventeenth. Beautiful. So and, and now we now talking hockey has their own weather segment here, so. <laughs> <laughs> which is what we've always wanted and that, yeah. that is what the people tune in for so and breaking know. news we'll we'll do breaking news uh in a future episode but we got about a minute to go a minute to go here so uh yeah we let's we got to wrap things up here and we got one last song to play 
We do, and it's also on the theme of uh, leaving town and getting traded and packing your bags and going. And this this is a cover, a famous cover. It's a John Denver song, uh, Leaving on a Jet Plane. And uh, this is me first in the Gimme Gimmies. So, yeah, you've been listening to Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show here on UMFM 101.5, down, you know, as a podcast, wherever you are, wherever you go. And Run, uh, we, run, down, run down the deets again for the people. Uh, where can they find us? Yeah, so, you know, we're at 101.5 on Mondays at 5 p.m. Go check out our Instagram at Talking Hockey Podcast, and then you can click the link in the bio, and you'll find all the spots to listen, which is on UMFM website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, other podcast, you know, streaming platforms or whatever. Um, And uh, do we have a Twitter? We have a Twitter, right? Yeah, I think it's Talking Hockey Pod. Yeah, it exists. Yeah. I basically just like all of Russ Rankin's tweets. So, yeah. <laughs> there you <laughs> but, go. But uh, th- that's all the time we have for today. So, uh, what's yeah, the let's song go, here again? Let's go out here on Leaving on a Jet Plane by me first in the Gimme Gimmies. And uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in and keep your stick on the ice. All my bags are packed and ready to go. I'm standing here outside the tower. Come